everybody welcome to the not so famous podcast i'm gabriel i'm jeremiah <laughs> and this is episode 53 52 yeah 52 yeah remember we had a problem with 51 right so we did it twice that's right yeah so now we're on 52 oh we're on 52 i believe <laughs> yeah we'll call it 52 sure it might be 53 <laughs> 52 so we'll just go there exactly so well what do you got first statement all right so i got two things i have election stuff which just came out yesterday so this is tuesday we're talking on tuesday the what is it the first of december mm-hmm. this came out november 30th okay um so i got election stuff that came out yesterday and then i have a a short um article that talks about the vi- the former vice president of Pfizer, you know, the whole vaccine stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. I have some information from him that he that he's putting forth. So, so that's what I got. And oh, well, this is a, a, a so I watched The Mandalorian. Okay, <laughs> okay, and you need to. We've been talking about this for a while. Yeah, but you, you said we're going to do like a little marathon. Yeah, we'll need to do like a binge watch at least the first season. Yeah. Well, hold on. Did, is it like Netflix where they when they release everything? It's like no. So what they do, they do weekly. Oh. Okay. But the full the first season's done. Right. And so they're in like I think they're at the halfway point of the second season, and it comes out every Friday. Mm. But so we binged watched, sort of been watched it with my parents when they were here because my mom. I I didn't know this growing up, but she was a big Star Wars person. Like really? yeah, like growing up. And so Did you just learn that? Like No, no, no. Like when I was in my teenage years, mm-hmm. I found out. Oh, okay. Um when Phantom uh yeah, the Phantom Menace came out, episode mm-hmm. 1. Um that's when I found out that she was like a big Star Wars fan. And so for her birthday one year, we got her the three um VHSs for the original trilogy. And then we got her um, the Phantom Menace when it came out, like this like this collector's thing that was like junk, <laughs> you know. But so anyway, so we watched it with her. As I told her, this is like the original Star Wars, like that feel. And she loved it. Even my dad liked it. Oh, really? Yeah, and he's not a big sci-fi person. Is he, he not a big movie guy either? No, no, no. He loves movies. Oh, like, really? Oh, yeah. Like, every time he goes to, like, a Walmart or any store that has movies, he usually buys one. Oh, really? Yeah. He just likes movies. Does he have, like, a collection and stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you go to their house, and they have a TV, right? Under the TV is one of those fake fireplaces. Mm. Well, on the sides, there's cabinets for movies. And so, those are all filled. And then he has a cabinet that's, like... Um, do you remember the cabinet I had that had all of our gaming stuff in it? Yeah. Like my comic books and Yu-Gi-Oh and all that stuff? Right. Okay. He has one like that full of videos. Like full. And not like, oh, there's just like, there's like row upon row. Does he like just collect them or does he watch them? He watches all of them. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So he'll just buy, you know, he'll buy like, they're $5 movies. You know, like we, um, we were at Walmart on Tuesday before um, uh, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and he bought John Wick 3. Oh, nice. Yeah, because he hasn't seen it. 
Has he seen the first two? Yeah, he's seen the okay. first two. So he bought three. And he's like, okay, I'm just going to buy it. And no. I'm like, what if a what if a box set comes out? Does he have to buy the box set no. too? Okay. No, as long as he buys, as long as he has it, he doesn't care if different stock ones come out. He just want he just likes to watch movies. As long as he has the movie. Yeah. So and he'll usually only watch movies once, unless he really likes it. But he his favorite genre is westerns. Mm-hmm. And so The Mandalorian is a Western. A sci-fi Western. Yeah, it's a sci-fi Western. And I, you know, the first episode, you know, I told him, you, in order to really understand the story, you have to watch, like, the first four episodes. You know, so you really, so you get a feel of the whole story. Um, and then, then you can, you know, if you want to, so we watched those first four episodes. And then we watched every night. So we, I think we watched them in four nights. We watched all up to the new, you know, the newest one mm-hmm. that came out last Friday. So, and my mom loved it. My dad really liked it too, especially the first episode of the second season. It's a Western, like it straight up Western. And then the, the oh, that, that's one, why you like it so much. Cause you didn't tell me why. Well, no, I like it because it it to me it's prime Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I mean seriously, it's like the original trilogy. The way that you're there's mystery there, you know. Like when you first watch the original trilogy, it's a lot about what is the Force, right? Right. You know, you're you're learning about the Force through these characters. And it's there throughout the whole trilogy, but it's not like in your face. You know, like the prequels, because the Jedi are fully realized, you get to watch them. You get the entire force. You get, you know, force jumps and force runs and, you know, all these force abilities that work. But in the original trilogy, you didn't know any of that. You're just like, oh, what is the force, right? And in the Mandalorian, you get that. It's like... Like, there's mystery there. Why is this? Especially, you know, do you know who Baby Yoda is? You've seen uh, that? Yeah, I've okay. seen all the memes for it. Okay, so that is actually a really, like, interesting, like, story. Oh, really? Yeah, like, because it's a part of it. And it's it's really kind of like this, this lone gunman type of thing. But he has, you know, that, that what makes him, like accessible makes him more you know able to you know be killed you know you know like he's really good but because he has this baby now he is a protector and and so it's and then it ties into his story and it's really cool and then like in the newest episode you find out like who this child is like not exactly but you get to know a little bit so it ties into the the prequels (laughs) right and it's like, oh, that's cool, you know. And so it's just, to me, it's good Star Wars. You know, it's it's not the new Star Wars that they were trying to make with the the sequel trilogy. So the Mandalorian was is what the new trilogy should have been like. Yeah, it really should have. Who and who's directing this? So two people are the primary. But they have a bunch of different, like you know, who directed. Um, is it the same ones that were directing the, the Clone Wars? Yeah. Okay. The, the TV, the cartoon. Yeah. So Dave Filoni 
Okay. That he, one. Yeah, he is the the one of the producers, and then John Favreau. So John Favreau is the guy that started the MCU. He was the director of the original Iron Man. Oh. So he was the one that really. I mean, we talk about um, uh, what's his name that oversees all of M- the MCU, mm-hmm. but this guy. I mean, he's the one that directed it. He's the one that really got people loving Iron Man, right? Mm-hmm. He also did Jungle Book, the live-action Jungle Book. And I think he did... I don't know for sure if he was involved in the Lion, the live-action Lion King. So, But he has a lot of, like, different background, mm-hmm. right? And he... And he's just... Him and Filoni, I think, are doing phenomenal. Like, Favreau has like the vision right of what this is and so it's really his vision but Filoni is like this is how it all ties in this is where we can take characters this is how this planet fits in and you get like Tatooine you get to learn a lot about Tatooine like through this oh really but, yeah like you know Moss Eisley mm-hmm. so there's another one called Moss Vespa and then there's another one Moss something else and so you get to learn a little bit more about those. Um, you get to learn like what, like some of the stuff that like Moss. I forget the other, the third one, but in that one, it kind of gives you a little backstory about like what happened right after the second Death Star was destroyed. You know, um, you get to learn a lot about the Tuscan Raiders. Really? Yeah. So it's always a mysterious group. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so it it makes it inter- like some of the stuff it, it's interesting. It doesn't take away. Like but you learn a lot of stuff like in episode in season 2 episode 1 um there's this thing called a crate dragon. No spoilers. No, no I won't spoil it. But there's this thing called a crate dragon, right? I'm not going to spoil anything. Bruce Willis has been dead the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Wayne's Batman. Yeah. Um but there so there's this thing called a crate dragon. Mm-hmm. That was in the when okay remember when um, C three PO and R two D two land on Tatooine, and they're walking. There is a um, the giant skeleton. Yeah, that's a crate dragon. Oh wow! Yeah, and so now you actually get to see what a living one looks like, and you find out that uh, well, you, I mean you don't find out through the show, but if you follow some of the other stuff, you know, like the fan stuff. Is it the same one that died in the skeleton? No, no, no it's not. Uh, no, that would have been cool. because this is this is like a couple years after the the second Death Star is destroyed. Oh, so this is before. So this is between five and six. No, this is between uh, six and oh, the six new and trilogy. Six and seven. Okay. Yeah. So the second Death Star. Um, but then you, if you listen. In the original, in episode four, where, uh, I know, I'm, I'm sorry I'm boring you over there. Uh, I had a long day at work. Where Obi-Wan Kenobi comes out, you remember where, um, so R2-D2 is walking off into the that canyon thing. Luke comes out, and then the, um, shoot, I just said their names, now I forgot. The Tuscan Raider. Yeah, the Tuscan Raider comes out, and it knocks him out. And then Obi-Wan comes out, and he's making that sound. Uh-huh. That is the sound of the crate dragon coming out of its den. Really? Yeah. So if you listen in that episode, uh, second season, episode one, you can hear it. You can hear Obi-Wan, like his sound and the sound of the crate dragon. 
like it's not the same obviously because one's done by a person the other one's done by well effects but you know by the creature itself but you can hear that sound so the mandalorian really kind of i wouldn't say it it fills in those tiny little gaps yeah and as a star wars fan you're like oh that makes sense mm-hmm. or oh, that's really cool you know you, you appreciate that more that little subtle details but all those subtle details when you have so many of them really impact the episode right and it flushes out like the world mm-hmm. itself like in um well it makes you want to watch the previous one because you appreciate that world more right because you understand where it came from right yeah and and there's all tons of easter eggs because feloni that he's like an encyclopedia so they they throw in like tiny things like if you're watching new hope right and it's the Jawas come out and they're selling their stuff, and they sell R five. Mm-hmm. It's a red droid, right? right? And it's coming out, and its top blows off. Mm-hmm. In that same episode one of the second season, it's the same droid. You see the same droid, and you can see the little scarring from from where it blew up. That's cool. Yeah, so it's like those little details, you know. And that's why I really, I think the Mandalorian and the way they're doing things, I think that's the direction they could go. Like they could bring Luke Skywalker and fit. Um, In fact, um, the guy that plays Winter Soldier, Mm -hmm. even Mark Hamill said he should play Luke Skywalker. Like, really? He he looks, oh my gosh, like people just combed his hair. He looks like a young uh, Mark Hamill. Yeah. Like, you could tell the difference, but like, it would be like, oh yeah, this looks. Good. He would fit in perfect. Yeah, he would look like him at least. I don't know how he would act, but he's a good actor. So, so the Mandalorian really touches. It's really good for those original fans, and then for new people who just want to watch the show. Unlike the new series, where it didn't really touch new or uh, original fans. Yeah, they tried to. So in the new ones, they try to be nostalgic, right? And they just kind of redid episode four, right? And it fell flat on its face. Yeah, and so in this, it's really like, it's nostalgic in the best way. You know, because it's a new, like you're learning about, you're expanding the universe, right? You do go to other, to new places. So you do go to like a, another kind of this forest planet type place. Um, you go to a moon that was supposed to be a forest planet, but um, was like in- Alderaan. Oh my gosh! So there, that gets referenced. Oh really? Yeah, and I have a joke because it's not there. Right. So, but they make reference to it. There's a character that she's from Alderaan, and she's asked, like, um, "So you're from Alderaan? Did you lose anyone?" And she goes, "I lost everyone." And it's like, if you watch that... Oh, dude. Yeah, it you know, like, hits you. Yeah, dude, that, that just like... That at least... That hit me a little bit. Yeah. Just because like, I'm like, wow. Because when she means everyone... Everyone. Yeah, her whole like planet is destroyed. Yeah, because you know what happened, what took place. And as an original fan, you're like, wow. Right. You know, and it's cool because you don't hear anything more about it. Right. After that happened, you've no reference right. after that. So that's really cool to get that because it's just like in the back of your head, just you get that little tingle. You're like, oh man, yeah, you know. So and it was cool because you didn't. 
So you you're, you follow one of these characters, right? Mm-hmm. And then you don't find that out until later. So you don't know. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, man. And I every character, I think, is really good. There's one. There's only one episode, like I think I told you before, that I don't think even needs to be in there. Um, but it's a cool. It's a cool episode. Like they go to Hoth. You don't know it's Hoth, but you find out. Like if you follow the fandom, like it's Hoth, and so it's like, oh, that's cool. So you see a different like part of Hoth, but it's it's just you wouldn't know it, right? You know, because it's a freaking ice planet. <laughs> Um, but no, it's like, it's just really good. Like the whole thing is good. And like, it's very, I just found this out. There are three people that play the Mandalorian, like the lead character, because he always has a helmet on. Kind of like the original Darth Vader. Yeah. He had somebody who did the voice and somebody actually played the Right. So, which, which he, he died. died by the way. Yeah, he died. Yeah. Um, yeah. Went to the dark side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's a guy that does John Wayne. His son, or his grandson, his grandson play does all the gun manipulation. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, then there's a, a guy that does all the martial arts, you know, yeah. stunt work stuff. And then you have the, the main guy who does the voice. And In fact, I didn't know this. The majority of the time in the first season, it's just the two guys. Because the other guy wasn't even like brought on yet oh wow so they were they filmed a bunch of it and he just you know dubbed in when they finally hired him so it's not like until like the fourth episode that he actually is the mandalorian so who does the voice for uh this guy named pedro pascal so you got three people do different actions for him no two two people well two people one does the gun one does the stunts martial arts and then the third guy does the voice too, but he he acts as well. Right. So there's three people playing the role. Yeah. Voice, martial arts, guns. Right. So the voice guy, he's just like, I'm sorry, guys, I'm just stupid with martial arts and guns. Well, I mean, it makes it look better though. Right. No. No. I, I'm. A, I'm. I'm. A, I'm a, yeah. Of course. It's just when somebody goes, "Hey, show us who plays uh, the Mandalorian." You're like, "All right." And the three guys step up. You know. You're like, "What do you do?" You know. Uh, I'm the voice, you know, <laughs> and then like I'm Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman, uh, and then you have, uh, you know, some other guy going, "Oh, I do the more shorts," and what about you, I do the guns, you know, <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of really, it's weird that you can't put a face to him. Yeah, but when you, I'm guessing you do see his face, right? Yeah. Well, there is one time. So, but whose face was it? <laughs> the, the 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 voice, voice actor. actor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because he's an actual actor. The other two guys aren't actors. Right, okay. You know, one's a stunt guy and one's a, a cowboy. And so, But what's great about that mm-hmm. is, like, because that one guy's a cowboy, it plays more into the Western. Right. You know, and even the music. Like, I was listening to something, and the, the producer of the music, the guy that writes it, he said that they intentionally wanted to get away from John Williams' scores. But they wanted to do it in a way that was like spaghetti western. Like basically like taking what you know of Star Wars and kind of bringing it into like a western feel. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, like, it feels like it. Like it feels like the the soundtrack feels like Star Wars. 
but it feels like that western style and it fits so do you think have you noticed like you know what they need to work better at this part or this was okay they could have done better with this first season nothing okay like i re- so i rewatched it right first season i would say is perfect you know i mean there's like some of the acting might need to be a little better but that's like one of the characters she's a um former mma so i mean that's that's cool because you have a person that knows how to fight in and the first time you see her fight it's like oh like oh yeah she's a fighter but she's not an actor but she's not yeah she's not an actress and so you see her get better Mm -hmm. you know so i mean but that first season i think is perfection and one of the guys that um he's the principal bad guy in the first season but he's like a minor bad guy he's like a sidekick bad guy oh my gosh like he so he's german right um and so he's evil <laughs> like right um they play the best bad guys they do and his he's an actor and he's a um a director and i guess like as a director he's kind of um eccentric you know like he he does these like more like artistic stuff and but he is so good like delivering his lines he's slow in his delivery and like he's real choppy in it but it works so well because you're drawn into him Mm -hmm. and and some of the things he says is like it makes sense too like he at one point he tells the characters main characters he's like the empire improves everything it touches it like if you go through and you look at everything economics peace you know no matter what prosperity he's like everywhere the empire touches actually does better you know but now that the empire has gone how's the world how's the universe you know it's worse off and it's like well he's not wrong you know he's actually right like the empire does make i mean yeah it's a totalitarian you know dictatorship right but he's not wrong you know, it streamlines a lot of the stuff, like from the Galactic, um, you know, Senate, mm-hmm. where there was constant bickering, constant problems. The Empire does streamline it to where it's all moths, right? They become governors of their sectors or whatever. And they do technically do improve certain aspects, you know. So, I mean, but it's just, it's cool, mm-hmm. you know. It's just really good. And mm-hmm. so, first season... I think perfect. First episode of the second season, perfect. Second episode, I think is... Of the second season? Of the second season, I think is just bad. Like... Like bad, bad? Or just like it's just just okay? Well, when you have the bar so high, and then you have episode two of season two, it's like... And you just don't meet it? Really, guys? Like, you couldn't do a little bit better? Like... To me, they they always have like kind of this introduction scene. That one episode was just a really long introduction scene, mm. and that's all it was. And then it ends, and you're like, "Well, really? That was it?" Like you could have taken episode one and or episode two and three and combined them and cut out a lot of the garbage that's in it. But what's cool about it, 
what I mean, it does give you some things, right? It gives you some. Uh, I can't remember the guy's McCory or something like that. He was the original artist for Star Wars. Like all of what you see, there's original artwork, right? And so there is characters that are in that original artwork that they're bringing to the screen now. So it's cool. It gives you know some of that. Um, you get to learn a little bit about the Republic, the New Republic. You know, you get to learn a little bit about stuff. Um, but it's like, you probably could have cut out a ton of that stuff, incorporated the second one, had a really long episode and it would have been a better episode, you know? And then, so episode three, again, combine it with that second episode. And now you have, I probably, I would say a probably good episode. Um, but you get to learn about some of the Mandalorians, like actual, cause this guy is a Mandalorian, but he is like, they call him foundlings. So he is brought into the Mandalorian culture where this other one is from the Clone Wars. Like she is the leader, the rightful leader of Mandalore. Um, and so you get to see her. And what's cool about that is the same actress that did the voice in the Clone Wars. So it's the same. Oh, nice. So it's the same. Um, and then you get into another episode, which is, is good um because you learn a little bit more about like the world um and kind of like there's something going on here and you don't really know what it is but it has to do with the child but then in the in the fifth one that's a really cool one because you get um a character from the clone wars that's really beloved um and they're in there and that's really cool. And you learn a little bit more about the child and his backstory. Um, you learn his name, uh, which is interesting and kind of some of the stuff. And so it sends you off into some speculation about other things. But it's cool because, like, there are three threads that are going through. There's one in the first episode. There's one in the third episode. And now there's one in the fourth or the you know, fifth episode. And it's like, oh, like, that would be a really interesting storyline. I wonder where they're going. But because you're following the Mandalore, the Mandalorian, you, you're you not going to know at least that third one. Mm-hmm. You know, you might know the other two, but I don't know. Now, because he's not an actual Mandalorian. Well, he's not. Yeah, he's not born. Born into it. Yeah. Is there something unique about his character? Yeah. Okay. Don't. I don't. Yeah. And see, that's no, the thing. I, cause I was thinking about that. I'm like, because you're, you're giving me some detail of like about him, so I'm like, okay. Well, if he's not like an original, like original Mandalorian, there's got to be something unique about him. Yeah. But if you tell me he's some Jedi. No, 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 no. What's I? Well, I don't know anything like that because But it's interesting because if you watch the Clone Wars and you watch the Mandalorian episodes in those. They say things and they wear armor that if you watch it, you make connections. Mm-hmm. And I was telling the kids, I'm like, did you catch that? Because they watched all the Clinton Wars. You know, they watch all those. And Elizabeth, she knows. It. You know, she'll be like, oh, that's this. And so, and so we can like connect things. So 
This would I to better understand. I have to watch the Clone Wars then. No. Okay. You don't need to watch the Clone Wars at all to understand some of these references. No. Okay. So yeah, yeah. To because, understand the references. Well, I understand that, but like maybe to understand more about him. Well, okay. So if you know, if you watch those episodes, right? When they say things, or when you see certain armor and stuff, you'll go. You'll start connecting it. You're like, oh, so. In the Clone Wars, this group of Mandalorians did this, and now in the future, this is what they become. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you learn about that. And because one of the big things is throughout the whole thing is he doesn't take off his helmet. Like that's part of um, his core character. And but in the Clone Wars, they do. They take their helmets off all the time. And so you find out why. Like, not in so many words, but they give you a reason why. And it's like, oh, so if you go back there, you see the progress, you see that group, how it progresses into the future, and that's why they do it. You know? Like, you can make that connection. Well, I, well, but if you never watched it, it just becomes intriguing. Because I, I feel like, I mean... In the original clone army, they were all clones. Right. So they all looked alike. Right. So, I mean, taking off your helmet was like, but I'm that's me, the clone. me. Yeah, okay, so it's different than the actual. Yeah, not the clones, just during the Clone Wars with the Mandalorians. Okay. Because even though the, the clones were modeled after the Mandalorians, it, you know, they're completely separate. And so when they touch on those, because I think there's like, if you count Rebels, I think there's like 10 episodes, maybe a little bit more than that, of Mandalorian episodes, like centric episodes. Um, and so, you know, so, but I'm just saying, like, if you've seen those, you can make connections, but you don't need those in order to enjoy Man- The Mandalorian because it is a self contained story. It just, for, it's great for the fan, like you said, the fan that has been a fan and has watched all these things. It's really satisfying. And then for the fan that's just going to come in, it's going to open them up to a whole new, like, oh, why'd they say that? Who is this? Right? And they name drop things. So, you know, Thrawn, 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 Grand Animal Thrawn. You might not know him. Um, but in the Legends, he was a. A big character. Mm-hmm. Well, in Rebels, he becomes a big character, mm. and they name drop him at one point. And you know, if you're watching, you're like, okay, you think they're going to say one thing, and then they say Grand Animal Thrawn. It's like, if you never watched it, the shows or know anything, you go, who's that? And what's going on there? And so it's like enticing. It's like, oh, I want to find out who that is because you can't. You go back and watch Rebels. The, um, I think all of season four is about him. You know, so it it really piques the interest of the original or those who've are have been invested with Star Wars, and those who like maybe the first time watching or maybe not really into Star Wars but are watching this. It kind of like it it perks their interest, right? Yeah, if you start liking it, you can. There's so much in there that you can go back and find out the history of. 
So, yeah, it's just, so I think it's the best stuff, you know, the best stuff coming out of Star Wars. And it's really, they could take this and really explore the those 30 years between episode uh, 6 and 7. And they could just wipe 6 and se- uh, 7, 8, and 9 off the map. They really could by going down this path. You know, I think that's what they should. They just, you know. Mm-hmm. But I gotta say, they have a, a Lego Star Wars uh, movie that uh, it's a holiday special. Oh, it it's pretty it's pretty dumb, but it's pretty funny. Like there's some. Oh, did you watch it already? Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. Um, some of the stuff they do. Oh, okay. You know, I, I saw like a little advertisement for it, and I was like, "That looks stupid." It, it's okay. So I don't know if you've seen the trailer for it. The trailer, I think, is really funny, mm-hmm. but it's not that funny as the trailer is because all those good lines are like all the good lines, but they're not as quick as they are. But like, there's one thing. You know how um, Obi Wan says, "Well, hello there." Okay, well. There's a there's a part in it where all there's three of them, and they all go hello there, hello there. <laughs> it's just, it's like just really funny. That's pretty good, you know. Or like there's a Darth Vader scene, mm-hmm. and like because they're going back in time, and there's two Darth Vaders, and the guy's like Darth Vader's like follow me, and the, his stormtroopers are like, but you're over there. It's like no, I'm not. <laughs> like it's just like little things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like must watch but it's, it's pretty good so it's got seven eight nine in it right yeah i mean yeah 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 it's it's supposed to take place after nine. Oh. so but like there's some really like like there's a lot of shots like at things but at the same time like so it was, it was enjoyable to watch yeah it is enjoyable to watch but like if you start really thinking about like you, you, what you have to do is you have to take it and just be like, okay, this is a Lego show. Like, just leave it there. Just, yeah. Because when you start thinking about it, like, you know the whole thing of the original series, or not the original series, but the prequels where they're like, no attachments, right? Mm-hmm. In this one, it's like, attachment. <laughs> like, you need attachments. And that comes from Yoda. It's like, that's, that's not right. <laughs> like, but maybe Yoda learned something because he realized... Attachments may be good because really Luke Luke had an attachment to his dad. That's why he was able to turn him back. You know? And because of a lack of attachment, Anakin couldn't. You know, that's why he turned was because he wanted attachment but the people didn't the Jedi didn't want him to. Well and what was it? Uh Luke had attachment to Han Solo's son, right? Yeah. Well, that kind of that didn't really turn out well. Well, I yeah, I that hmm. I hate that though because I really hate that too. Because well, yeah, because the whole point of that is that he saw into his future, and he's like, "I gotta kill this guy. We can't have another Darth Vader, right?" And it's like that goes completely against his character because of everyone, Luke was like, "No, there is good in him." 
you know, and then looks like, yeah, but not this fool. Yeah, he just he succumbed to the dark side. Right, that's succumbing to the dark side. Right, he didn't do it with his father mm -hmm. on the Death Star, and that was a serious position to be in. Instead, and he, he was already there. Yeah, here's uh, what's his what's the kid the, what, Ben. Oh yeah, the name of Ben, right? Yeah, yeah, Ben laying there, sound asleep, you know, and he's like, "Dem to kill," yeah, you know, and it's like, really? Not now you're gonna do it, right? I, I don't know. It just that that was really annoying for me. Same. I hate the new ones. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. Um, well, uh, we have to sit down and we have to watch. You're gonna have to sit me down and watch season one of the Mandalorian because I do not like watching movies. I don't like sitting down watching them. I don't like watching TV. I, I just I'm not a Hollywood guy. Okay. I'm really not. So you know you really have to sell me on it and be like, hey, we're doing this. Deal with it. <laughs> That's the only way you're gonna have me do it. We'll have to figure out a day to do it. Yeah. Seriously, I'm not gonna watch it on my own. Yeah. Plus, I don't have Disney Plus, and I'm not yeah. gonna buy Disney Plus just to watch the Mandalorian. Right. It's pretty good though. Disney Plus. Simpsons too. Yeah, the Simpsons. Yeah. But I heard they butchered it all up though. No, they they it's restored the it. Oh, they did. Yeah. Because I thought they were talking about taking out certain things and. Yeah. No. So they don't, and they just I guess they just started putting like little like, um, like things on the front you know like like warnings like this was made in a time with <laughs> are you serious yeah I, I guess that's what I, I read it in some article somewhere um so but but i i thought it was funny i watched the episode where homer gets a gun oh i love that episode. i know can we take a cut real quick okay I'm going to take a stupid thing off my mic. Okay, cut. Because <laughs> I hate this thing so much. Because I, I feel like it's, it's blocking my way. I hate peeking through this. You know, and I yeah. just I want a clear view of your, your face when I'm trying to talk to you. Because I want to look deep into your eyes. Yeah. I can't look deep in your eyes, Jay. You have to, yeah, you have to take that off. You know, if we were still on just audio, this would sound weird. <laughs> just take that part off. Yeah. <laughs> stupid thing. I just want the one that just clips on, and it's just a simple. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you can buy it. I could. <laughs> or not. I don't know. This just feels better. I can just kind of manipulate it to how. You can, like, lower it and then flip it up. Oh, dude, that's a great idea. Dude, why didn't we do that in the first place? I don't know. Yeah, like that. There you go. Oh yeah, I see. I see your total Dude, face. This is like perfect. Oh man, this is this is perfect for me. Yeah. Yeah. This is a lot better. What? It looks a lot better. Dude, it it feels a lot better, and it feels like because I can actually see you more. I can actually talk to you. Yeah. Do you, Do you want to do it as well? I. You, you can maybe eventually. Me. You can join me. It's okay. Go to the dark side. <laughs> Oh, you're doing it. Yeah. I, I really don't like it in my face. No, I don't, because it's too much. Yeah. And I'm trying to, like, converse with you. It's difficult. Oh, my gosh. I really put this thing on. Oh, dude, the, the freedom. I guess if it was in a better position, then maybe I would have mind, but I don't know. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, dude, this is great. I, I like this a lot. Um, well, figure out a day when you want to go ahead and binge watch that, and I will do it. Because I am like, I'm interested, but I have no motivation to again watch videos and movies and TV shows. Right. Um, which that first episode, now nah, that's the kind of guy I am. Like that first episode, really. <laughs> I'll take all of it. Yeah. <laughs> take the whole table, please. Um, oh, really, really has to uh, draw me in. Right. And I understand like pilot episodes are sometimes like you have to at least go to one to two episodes, maybe three. But if that first episode doesn't leave me with some kind of interest, I don't want to watch it. Right. I understand that. Are you worried, though, that what? they're going to butcher something up in the end? No, I don't think so. I, um, I'm pretty confident in, the, were in you, what they're were doing. Were you confident in Lost? Not after a while. Like, after a couple of seasons. Uh, <laughs> All the way up until about three episodes to the end. Yeah. Well, I, I think that this they're good mm. just because the problem that I saw with... Okay, first off, to me, the big problem with 7, 8, and 9 is with... Okay, with the original trilogy and... Um, yeah, I gotta get... It's annoying. Um, with the original trilogy and the prequels, it was George Lucas's vision, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it was... Oh, my gosh. Um, so, it was his vision, the whole thing. Right. When you got to 7, 8, and 9, you didn't have one person with a vision of what it was going to be. Right? They basically got Abrams, and they said, hey, we just want you to reboot it. You know? Because even though it wasn't the best, he does reboot well. You know, get people back on. Right? Um, and and at least there was things in there where you're like, okay, because this is what I did. All right, I don't, you know, necessarily like everything that's going on, but at least I, I'm interested. You know, if Ray, if there's a reason why Ray's like this, right, then I can be on board with it. Turns out there was no reason, you know. Like, the reason they give was crap, you know. But in this one, they have a vision, right? Like, Favreau is, has a vision of what he wants to do. And what's good is, if he can tell the story, because he's a good storyteller, right? They've had, like, a different um, director on all these all these things. Very, very few directors return. You know, Filoni returned, Favreau returned. Um, I think what 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 Kitty something he did. Um, uh, Thor, the the third Thor. Mm-hmm. He did two episodes. You know, so these, so even though there are different directors, there, it still feels like like. A like, cohesive... Like one director is directing the whole thing. Yeah, it really does. They're all like... They're all on the same page. Yeah. So it's different directors who are doing different episodes. Yeah. Wow, that's unique. Yeah. And so... But I, mean, I, it's, I guess you can kind of... They're putting their own flair, their own kind of like uniqueness to the episode. Right. There's certain things that are different about, you know, different camera angles, different lighting and all that. 
but it doesn't feel off. But they're all flowing really well together. Right. And so, and that's what I feel like, like, okay, so the original, or the, the sequels, they had two directors, really. But there was no, this is where we're going, right? So when they started out, come to find out, they didn't know about Ray. Like, they created these characters. They had no backstories for them. They had no, like, futures for them. It was literally put them into a situation and that's it. And that's why you got The Last Jedi. That was so horrible because he wanted his thing. And it's like, when you're doing a franchise like this, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Even though you might not know where they're going or where they've been, you take what you have and you go, okay, we're, we have to build on this. What he did was he's like, I'm going to take what you did and just shred it. you know. And then in the third one, they have to go, well, how do we s- fix this pile of crap? You know, that, that second last one was awful. It was. It was to me the worst. We, we've we've already beaten yeah. that dead horse. Yeah, and I wouldn't mind beating it again. Oh man, don't. But you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So there was no vision. Yeah. At least here, there's a vision. Mm-hmm. And what I and one of the things I like about so Rebels, right? That takes place after Clone Wars. Yeah, it takes place after the Clone Wars, but before. That's Star episode, Wars episode two, Clone Wars. You're talking about Clone Wars, Clone Wars. I'm talking about so. The yeah. Animated okay. Clone so, Wars, right? Rebels. T- so the animated Clone Wars takes place between um, episodes two, two and, and three. three, and the last four episodes takes place during episode three, right. which is phenomenal. The opening, right? No, episode three through the whole movie. Oh, no kidding! Yeah, you could. They they did it so it lines up. Oh, really? Yeah, so I'm waiting for someone to take episode three, take those last four episodes of Clone Wars, and... Somehow just kind of like mesh them. Yeah, and then put them in. So you're like, here's something that happened. Oh, and here's what was going on with Ahsoka. You know? And so it kind of, you know, gives you some understanding of what's going on. Um, so So Clone Wars really ends with episode three rebels takes place um several years after i think it's like four years or something before four or five years before a new hope so it happens before that Hmm. um and but they said that they're only going to tell a story for that group like that's it like they're not gonna shoehorn an extra so they said, I think they said four seasons. That's all we're doing. And that's what they did. You know, so if, like with Mandalorian, if they're like, we only have a story for three seasons, I trust them to do that and be done and then move on to something else. In fact, from what I understand, they're having a spinoff series um, that might be Ahsoka Tano, which was the Padawan of Anakin. Oh, the, the female. Yeah. Which I think that'll work. Um, Do you have high hopes for that one? I don't know. Like, it basically, it's the it's the follow-up, from what I understand, it'll be the follow-up to 
Rebels season four because it leaves you kind of on this cliffhanger uh, <clears throat> with one of the characters. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a scene in the end of Rebels that's supposed to take take place after, um, sometime after, you don't know when, but sometime after episode six. Like, so Rebels happens before episode four, and then in this kind of prologue, at the end of the last episode, it's after episode six sometime. And once the war's over, right, once the rebellion wins, then they go into, um, to, it just kind of gives you a, a sense that they're going on a quest to, to tie up loose ends, right? Which I think would be really great, which the name drop of Thrawn really fits into all that. Mm-hmm. Um, which, from what I, <clears throat> what I understand, the Mandalorian takes place before that prologue. So the prologue happens of Rebels happens after the Mandalorian. So you think there's some sometime. way they can, they can tie that in? And then, like at the end, it's boom into the next one? I think so. But, but see, I think the Mandalorian's going to go this way, and that whole thing goes a, a different way. But they can, like... They can cross paths. But it, but it introduces you to something new. Um, so when you're watching the new one, you kind of already have, like, yeah. an idea. So I think they could, they could finish the Mandalorian and then start this new thing. It's like, oh, yeah, now we're picking up where that one tie-in was, and now we can really see how that goes. Like, I think that, you know... I'm just interested in the whole storyline around the Mandalorian and what makes that so unique. You know? Yeah, I think you're only going to get pieces of that because I think they're going to focus on the child. The Yoda? Yeah. And that's fine. I mean, that, that, that's the whole thing I want to know is what's up with the, at least the Yoda creature. Yeah. So I think you're going to find out a lot more of that this season Mm -hmm. and i think through that you're going to learn about because that's like it's through yo the baby yoda that you learn about the backstory of the mandalorian Mm -hmm. you know like being a foundling and all that so yeah well i just want to know like the overall like what 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 are they trying to get at here how is this going to be impacting the entire story of star wars yeah through the whole series yeah. The whole saga, you know. Right. Because he had, you know, Luke, Anakin, you know, Ray's, sadly, you know, mm-hmm. even though much as much as I didn't like it, but how each one had a very important part with the saga. Right. Where does the Mandalorian fill in? Well, I, you know, I think one of the good things about Ahsoka Tano, they really do need to have Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka me. So what you're saying is, is like, Luke should be in this, if not the Mandalorian. He, he oh, should okay. Be I'm in... still the Mandalorian. So, but if they make the new one, Luke should definitely be in it. Yeah. But I, I want to know. So, if if the baby Yoda is the main focus of the Mandalorian, what part does he have in the whole saga? Right. And uh, which would be interesting. Yeah, but I, I, I hate the theory. fact that I. I mean, I hate the fact though that seven or seven, eight, nine has already come out. So. How are they going to make him implement him into this? Well, that's thing that. So I have a theory. You have to watch the show, and then I can tell you my theory. Because it it would tie into seven, eight, and nine. So you know? you've got me in the mood for it. 
So it's like, all right, let's watch it right now. I'll be like, okay. You got to get me the mood, man. (laughs) Light some candles up. Put some fairy mandalore. Exactly. Get me in the mood for for the show because I, you know. Yeah, I have a theory. Um, I don't really like the theory. And I I don't think they're going to go this direction because I think they're going to try to steer clear of the sequels. But it could tie in. It could say, okay, well, here's a reason why this. So do you think the sequels? They're like, all right, four, five, six Mandalorian for you original guys. For those who are just, who don't like Star Wars, you can go four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Well, is this like a different avenue for us? Well, I think like, what, because there's 30 years between six and seven, there's so much that goes on there. Oh, my God. It's a long time. Yeah, I mean, think about it. like the first, like if you if you take episode one to episode seven, it's only like, I mean, okay, so episode seven starts. We'll go with Anakin, right? Because he's what eight years old, ten years old. I think he's eight. He's supposed to be eight. From episode one. Yeah, something like that. Um, by the time of episode three. I think he he's I think he's eighteen or something in episode two, and then it's only another like five years or something in episode three. Mm-hmm. So if he's say he's twenty five, let's just say he's twenty five. It's twenty years to oh how old is Luke? Sixteen, I think so. Seventeen, eighteen. Let's say twenty years. Okay, we'll say 20 years. Uh, and that's giving us, you know, more room. So so Anakin, so Darth Vader at this point, he is 45, say. Um, and then it's only another five, six years from episode four to episode six. You know, so we're like, say, 52-ish. You know, say 52. Say 55. We'll say 55. Darth Vader's 55 years old. 30 years after that, so I mean, okay, so, you know, 52 minus 8, what is that? Um, 44? 4. That's 44 years. All that happens in 44 years. The the destruction of the Galactic um, Senate, right, the Republic, the rise and fall of the Empire, all happens in 45 years roughly 30 years passes and then you get episode 7 that is almost what two thirds of the time of the three the six film or yeah six films Rogue One if you want to include that um, Clone Wars Rebels and now the Mandalorian um, comes right after that first 45 years like all that happens so there could be a ton of stuff that happens i mean if they just build the you know just show us luke's like this is what i want i want them to go to introduce us to luke skywalker you know there's a way they can do it um so once you watch it we can talk about that there's a way they can introduce luke skywalker and 
it can move us into like a bigger like a Jedi world. So you could do like a Mandalorian where there's not like Jedi and stuff like that. And if there are, they're very like less, right? You can take us you could have a Sokotano and have a, a series about her and doing the loose ends, right? And then have a series about Luke Skywalker and how he rebuilds the Jedi and all the things that he had to go through. So for the Mandalorian, they could branch off to a lot of other yeah. series. Would you feel comfortable and like, well, no, because 789 would actually be the end of it all. Well, you know what, though? If you had the Luke Skywalker series, you could show why he changed. You know what I'm saying? Right, well, I just want like a different I, I I agree, too. I... If they just got rid of seven, eight, and nine, I would be happy. But I just want like like a story arc that's like, all right, guys, for you original fans and just fans who hated seven, eight, and nine, here's an ending that you guys could prefer. We're not going to claim it's an ending, but we're going to pretend like it is, so you guys can be satisfied. I understand that, but they're they're keeping all of it in canon, you know. So you have to work within the canon. And I think that you could do that. Like, one of the great things about the Clone Wars, the cartoon, is the fact that the whole Clone Wars helped you understand why Anakin turned. Mm -hmm. Like, if you just watch the movies, it's this, he's a brat, right? In, In two. And it's like, he doesn't get his way in three. Like, he doesn't become master or... You know, he doesn't, he's on the Jedi Council, but he doesn't become master. So he's really, you know, mad about that. He, he can't love his, his wife in public. You know, it, it just seems like why, you know, he's just a jerk. Why, why should we feel bad for him? Yeah. But in the Clone Wars, because if you go through that and watch that, you get a feeling of this is why. And Ahsoka Tano is one of those reasons. So it wasn't... Oh, because didn't they... um, Didn't the Jedi Council claim her as an enemy? Yeah. And Anakin's like, you know, WTF, bud. What's going on? Right. You know, and Anakin had to prove her her loyalty. Right. I'll make sure that thing's still on. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. So that, you know, so it helps you understand. So it becomes more than just what you see in the films. So if you're a real, if you're a Star Wars fan and you're going to watch all this stuff, you're going to get a full understanding, right? So to me, when that happens in Last Jedi, you can make that work. If you really show that Luke, like there were some tragic things, like give us really tragic things. Give us, um, sorry, give us Luke and gets married, right? And his wife is a, a powerful, you know, force user, right? And they have a child and you know they die and you know like give us some really 
big thing so that um, it clarifies why he was yeah why he would kill his nephew you know maybe he has a friend it was it would be his nephew yeah so maybe it's like this so luke meets a jedi right and they become best friends like they are really good friends they rebuild everything right and eventually his say he gets married you know the whole attachment things goes out the window because luke's like no we need attachments like we need to be able to love and you know that's how i help my father overcome right and then his best friend say turns to the dark side and that becomes his emperor you know like they they're fighting right mm. and he the friend kills the baby and the mom right and so luke comes to this point where he's like no if someone even hints at turning to the dark side, I'm going to take him out, you know, and he just kind of goes into this like defensive mode. And then that's when he gets that vision. It becomes, no, you're, I'm not screwing with this again. I'm just going to kill you. Right. Like then it may, then it's like, okay, now I understand why Luke would do so because of all this tragedy over the last 30 years Mm -hmm. that at that moment it makes sense you know what i'm saying like they could use it to make those make sense you know maybe luke finds someone that he encounters a dyad in the force right because that's what they called um what's her name you know ray and ben maybe he encounters one and he's like how this is you know this is something or, or he discovers a say a Jedi text that talks about how, um, tells a story about two Jedi or two Force users. You know, one's a dark side user, one's a light side, and they were dyad. And you learn about what a dyad actually is, and then it makes sense who Ray is and Ben is. You know, so that's why I'm saying you could use another series to make those make sense. Now, is it the best? No, but Clone Wars, the movie, wasn't that good, you know. Um, No, it wasn't. Yeah, so I mean, at least it will help things make sense, and they could massage the um, lore to help you as a a fan go, okay, I don't like it, but at least I can understand, Mm -hmm. you know. And it might turn out that you go, oh, I really do like this. That was Ahsoka Tano. Everyone hated her when she first came on because she was a pain. She was annoying. And now she's a beloved character. Well, but that's like any kind of character development. You get introduced a character that you don't like, but then like seasons later, you're like, this character's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of really grew on you. Um, I'm hoping because this was a thing, and it is a thing technically, I'm hoping for a small series for the Great Jedi. I, I hope so too. I, I really do feel like that's the correct way. In fact, I guess some of, they had some um, comics that really dealt with that. Was that Luke, though? No, that was, like, it went way back, like, to the beginning of the Jedi. Oh. And, in fact, in The Mandalorian, in this um, comic, the, the, the original homeworld of where the Jedi first started... Which is just a, it's like just a place where that's kind of like Dagobah. That's really strong in the Force, 
but strong in both light and dark where Dagobah was like just the dark. Um, this was strong in both. That place called is called Tython or Typhon or something like that. Well, in the Mandalorian, they name dropped it. Oh, and they're going to go to that, that place. And so it's like, maybe there is like going to be more of a gray Jedi type of thing, you know? I think it'd be kind of cool if Luke was trying to do the Great Jedi and it just, he couldn't do it. Yeah. Then he was trying to like balance the, the dark side and end up overcoming him, which he was trying to kill Ben. Yeah. Maybe in that one instance. Yeah. You know. The balance just which, shifted too much. Which then would make sense that he goes away from everyone because he's like... I'm out of, I'm out of balance. Yeah, I'm out of balance. I can't... And so he closes himself off to the force because maybe he, in that moment, not only does he see Ben, right? But when he goes to kill him, he sees himself. And maybe you, you see what would have been cool is if he would have seen himself as the emperor, you know, because before he saw himself as Vader, mm-hmm. but maybe he sees himself as, um, as the emperor, you know, and that's one of those things that would tie into a lot of this stuff, you know? So, Lucasfilm, right here. We got ideas. <laughs> we got you. Um, sorry, I can't, I can't stop playing through my head how much I hate seven, eight, nine. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm thinking about it. It's just I'm going through scenes in my head, going, I really hate those films. But it'd be really awesome to watch, um, smaller series that just. I guess somehow puts a little life into the newer series, the seven, eight, nine. Mm-hmm. That you're kind of like, okay, that that's manageable. You know, you're like you're given like a really bad dish, seven, eight, nine, right? right. And you're like, well, here's some small series. You know, <laughs> here's some soy sauce. Here's some soy sauce. Here's some sriracha. Here's some other things to go ahead and make that dish taste a lot, but not a lot better. Enough Palatable. to where. No, 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 just enough where you can just swallow it, yeah. and it'll give you some kind of sustenance. And that's what I'm like. I, I would, I would like, right? You know, um, so, uh, that's just me. I agree. So this whole podcast is just Star Wars, <laughs> isn't it? We, we didn't even, that was never my intention. No, um, I, I do have things. You do have things. I saw you had something too. I did because I, I saw it today uh, on Facebook. Did you want to transition now to yeah a little bit of politics, or do you want to just go over? No, we can do these. Okay. Uh, so I, I read this. This was interesting to me. Um, you know who Sarah Silverman is, right? Yeah. Have uh, you, do you know what I'm talking comedian? about? Comedian. Yeah. Um, no, I, I did see an article about her today, but I don't really like her, so I don't. Oh, I don't like her at all. Yeah. And so I just don't. Pay I attention. don't find her comedy funny at all. I think it's just it's just stupid. Because I have, I'm like, people don't like her comedy. You know, I'm like, well, I wonder why. And I listen to it, I'm like, wow, that's awful. It's not even funny. Yeah. It's just bad. Yeah, I don't, I don't find her funny at all. No. But it says here, Sarah Silverman uh, says, lefty comics often get a pass on offensive jokes. We're liberal. That's what she said. We're liberal, so we can say anything. And I'm like, that, that's your, that's. Mm-hmm. Serious double standards there. 
Yes, it is. You know, I mean, you can't say that unless you're left. Really? Yeah. You know, and which is funny because nowadays you do see occasionally the left eating itself up sometimes. But you look at the left a lot and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa that's not right. You know? Right. You guys have done that too. And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know? And then they go, well, it's just a joke. And you're like, the dude that's on the right side said it was just a joke too. You know? Mm-hmm. I, I just, this it really shows a double standard there in both Hollywood and just in, in pop culture today. You know, in, in anything. It really shows a double standard for things. Just really just annoys me. And it's just, you, Blaine just comes right out. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a video that's going around on YouTube that it's like, um, it's asking black people what are what are whites bet, not better at, but superior at. And so they ask them these questions and it's a joke. Like, they're making fun of white people. Like, they're they're better at white supremacy, you know, like stupid stuff like that. You turn that around and you make it about black people. You know, like you ask a bunch of white people what are black superior at, and it's like that will get banned. But it's okay to make fun of the white people because that's okay. Mm. You know, so they get a pass. You know, dude, it's just. It's- Bling. It's right here. Exactly what she said. And it's perfect what she said. It's mm-hmm. no lie. We're liberal, so we can say anything. It's true. Yeah. Biden can get up there and say, you know, and this is Obama. Let's, let's go back to Obama's presidency. Uh, about how many people he's put in cages. Uh, it was children. Yeah. He's put in cages for uh, illegal immigration. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Trump doesn't put nearly as many. But they go, well, we don't care about Obama. But Trump, though. like, But he put more people in. Well, we don't care about him. Trump, though. Oh, well, Obama deported more people. Yeah, but no, 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 no. He's left, Jay. Yeah. And so it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. And are you guys serious? Well, this is this is propaganda. This is the, That's what propaganda is, right? That you... And this is where injustice comes from. Is when you start saying, "Well, it's okay for some, but not for others. Mm-hmm. It's okay for us, but not for you." It's it's really that joke where they're like, "You know what justice is really? It's just us." You know, that's that's a fantastic way of putting it. You know, yeah, yeah. and so that's what this is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's justice because just we can say it. You can't say it, but we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, she did a comedy sketch with the whole blackface thing oh, a while yeah. back, and oh, all these. I mean, not Jimmy Fallon. What's the other guy? Um, he used to be on the Man Show. Oh, I can't think of his name. He's Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. yeah, he did blackface a lot. He did Winfrey, Oprah, Winf- Oprah Winfrey. He did um, what's his name from the Jazz. You know, he did tons. Of, but because he's on the left, he gets the pass. Mm-hmm. You know, he has some tears. He's against guns, and so he's okay. Mm-hmm. It's. Cow patties. Yeah. Which, uh, on a side note, I'm going to close this now. Because I want to talk to you about something. Because you you told me about this. You're like, hey, do you like Black Rifle Coffee Company? Oh, oh. That same day, 
you know, because I came to church, and right, I think it was right after church, right? What was it yesterday? Um, no, it was yesterday. It was yesterday. It was yeah. In, like, yeah. It was and, after I woke uh, up after 10 o'clock or something. Yeah. And you're like, hey, do you like, or have you, you just said, do you know Black Rifle Coffee Company? And I was like, yeah, man, I just wore their shirt yesterday. Like, you didn't see me wear my shirt, you know? And like, I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, you told me they donated money to the Biden or no, a, Biden. a left-leaning organization that su- supports yeah, the so, DNC, right? Yeah, they. So the C, I can't remember if it's Matt Best. I think Matt Best did this. I just don't. I can't remember which it was what, you know. But Matt Best, he's not the CEO of the company. I don't think. No, he's not. Um, but Matt Best um, said that he he donated to Obama on a dare. Is that you? That's me. Okay. He donated to Obama on a dare for 500. He donated 500 bucks to Obama. Or no, not a dare. He lost the bet. Oh, right. It was at the range, right? Something like that. I, I saw something about that where like it was at the range and he did a bet. It was like a funny video, but I'm wondering if some of that was kind of true. But he like he lost a bet at a range. He, I guess he, somebody beat him. Um, and he had to donate money to the... Yeah, but you know what? Okay, first off... 2A, right? Obama's anti-2A. He doesn't, you know, guns for thee, for not not for thee, right? For me, not for thee. Um, so, if you're going to make a bet, a bet would be something like this. You miss this shot, you have to drop your pants, we'll take a picture of your butt, and we'll send it to Obama. <laughs> that would be pretty good. That's a bet. Yeah. Not, hey, you missed this shot, you got to... Donate five hundred bucks to Obama, because he's anti two A, and that's what we want. Mm-hmm. Like that, that makes no sense. Well, first of all, so I I don't buy it. I don't buy it. But he did say that he um, donated to McCain to counteract it, which that's not how it works, sir. That's definitely not how it works. Um, but he gave less. Oh, less to McCain. He gave five hundred to Obama and four hundred to McCain. So why would you, if you really like, no, I, okay, I'm going to make this up, thousand bucks. Or at least like, just go even. You know, I did even, you know. Yeah. Um, so there was that. But then one of them, the CEO or him, did, I can't remember if it's called Think Blue or Act Blue. It's Act Blue. It's Act Blue. And they're, they actually go after and they support extreme candidates. Like, they're anti-2A, that are pro like super pro abortion you know these these people that are way far left they go and they support them mm-hmm. so it's like what are you doing like you are making money off of a group black rifle company a lot of people buy your stuff be one i guess it's good yeah it is good yeah it's good coffee it's actually fantastic coffee yeah. i really enjoy that's why i heard and but I, it was interesting. I was reading a Twitter thread about um, some people's view on this. And they're like, remember, they are pro-veteran. That's their big thing about their coffee company. That's the big thing about Matt Best. That's a big thing about Grunt Style. That's a big thing about um, Black Rifle Coffee Company and all these kind of veteran companies is they're pro-veteran. Just because in their little videos and their commercials or whatnot... They're just, um, they're all 
it looks like they're all pro Second Amendment, you know, which I, you think they would be, but the whole spiel is they're pro veteran. Yeah, but a lot of their videos are like taking out their guns, right? It's it's just it looks pro Second Amendment, which is it really confuses you. But people go they're pro veteran. You just that's the main focus of their company, and I'm thinking about that going. Yeah, you're right. You know. But even Biden and Obama wasn't even pro-veteran. Yeah, not really. Not really. And so I'm just kind of like, this, 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 things aren't just adding up, right? You know, and right. I feel like they're they're getting right-wing money to just throw it into the Democrat, uh, Democrat lap, right? You know. And so you're wondering how they, the, the DNC has so much money, the Democratic Party has so much money. Well, it's because it's right-wing money that these people are like, hey, let's make a right-wing coffee group. We'll get their money and then just donate it to, to the, uh, the Democrats. Right. And I bet you anything, it, didn't, it wasn't started like that. No, and there was, I'm not saying I'm, I'm a, I, I would ever vote Democrat. Um, there was one Democrat though, which if I was a Democrat, I would vote for, and she was uh, Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, and I yeah, I've she, heard a bunch of people say. And I, I, I heard a lot of veterans would have voted for her because she was a veteran, mm-hmm. and she actually she went toe to toe with Kamala really well. Oh yeah, and during that debate, and I was actually surprised. I was like, wow, she's she's very intelligent, you know. I don't agree with a lot of the things she's saying, but she's very intelligent and she's a very smart lady and she would be a good face for at least just um, as a little face for the United States. Right. You know. Well, and when she did that, um, there was a lot of actual pro-Trump supporters that gave to her Mm -hmm. so that she could get back on stage at the next debate. And it makes me wonder if, you know, when when I met... When I also included Grunstyle in that, it's not to throw them under the bus because I don't know what what they have donated to. I'm just saying as a veteran companies in general. Right, right, a lot right, of these right. are actually sprouting up more, but it makes me wonder: did they donate to Act Blue in to hope in support for her? Because if that was right. me, I would just donate right to her. Right. You know. Well, they did. Um, they did give to her too. Oh, they did. Yeah. Well, I did. Okay. Well, I would have just given it to her instead of giving it to the whole. To act blue, then yeah, but they did three at least three that we know of one to Obama, one to act blue, and to me, it's the act blue is the main, is that, the biggest that, thing. That's the biggest thing for me. Yeah, too. I'm not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give any money. You know, I've told you this, I don't give money to anyone, um, because my money, uh, <laughs> but I can understand giving it to Tulsi, I can understand that. Because of everything that was going on. She wasn't an actual candidate that was going to go anywhere. But it was good to have her in the mix. Mm. I can understand that. I don't understand ActBlue. If you want to say I gave to Obama on a bet, okay, fine. What about ActBlue? What about them who goes after you know, and wants to support these progressive... Um, groups that are anti two A, they're anti. I don't want to say anti vet, but they're anti patriotism, 
And that's what they're selling. They're selling that they are patriotic, that they're pro-vet, that they are they're maybe they're not coming out and saying we're pro 2a but i'm sorry but give we, me a freaking break no, you i i feel like you, they are coming out as they're in support of 2a you can't say you're not but one uh take i think black rifle also took part in matt best film i think he did because he made a movie okay um i don't know if some of the guys a part of that company have also took place in the film i don't know but when almost a hundred percent of your films Bash, there was one that was bashing Clinton, I believe. Uh, but um, when it's all have some kind of firearm in it, yeah, some well, kind of gun. Their videos, like I remember this one. You know, they they're pretty like risque commercials and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they had this one where these two people are making out. He puts her on top of the kitchen counter, and she goes, "Did you bring protection?" And he starts pulling out all these guns, right? So that's one. And then another one is like um, when you're dating a, a a gun guy or something like that. But she's liberal. Like the girl's liberal. And like they're freaking out. Like those are pro 2A content. Mm-hmm. You know. Or when they're like veterans in horror movies. Bringing out their guns. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can't tell me that's not like. So, but then if they're not, it's going back to that liberal mindset of they're for me, but not for you. I can have the guns, but you can't. That's that's all it is. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty certain that they're just selling to the right wing to get their money and then to donate it to. That's possible. You know, which, well, you know, like, um, okay. So we talked about the last time we talked, we talked about Fox, right? We Mm -hmm. talked about how Murdoch was a very conservative one, you know, the whole thing, but his family isn't the ones that now are taking over. You can see that, um, the wall family, you know, Walmart, the guy, the, the founder was very conservative, very, you know, um, Republican, his kids aren't, you know, and they're very liberal. And so it's very much, you see this when people get money and they become an elite, right? They want to keep that power. And the, the whole point of conservatism is we want the best for everyone. You know, if you work hard you should, you know, prosper. Right. It's, and we want the environment for that. Right. It's, it's an equal, um, I guess, equal playing field for people to succeed. Now, you might have unequal outcomes. Right. You know, but everybody has that equal opportunity to go ahead and achieve something. Right. Yeah. But with, a, but really, the progressivism squashes all of that. They say we want to create equal outcomes but their equal outcomes is very much a a you know the haves and the have nots and you only become a have by being a good per like being good in there so um kamala right you work your way up by 
grease in the wheels, if you know what I'm saying, like of someone higher than you. Mm-hmm. And so you do things and then you get the status and then you become more, you know, or you, you start a company like Black Rifle, you make all this money and now it's like, well, heck, I don't want, you know, I want to be in with the elite, so I'm going to give money to them. You know, that's why these companies, all companies do that. They give money to the, the Republicans, they give money to the Democrats because either way they want to be in good with who's ever in power. You know, it's very few companies do principle. You know, they, they give money on principle. That's why I just don't give money to any of them because I'm not giving you my money. Well, right. It's just like all those um, kind of like uh, organizations that are like used to like help homeless and uh, sick children and stuff. And you kind of wonder how much money am I donating that actually goes to that cause. It was funny. Somebody actually put a – well, it's not funny. It's sad. Somebody actually made a chart of how much your actual donations go to that specific cause. And it's actually crazy. How many like these big uh, organizations really don't get, the money that you give don't doesn't really go? Did you to hear help about? Anything. Did you hear about that Black Lives Matter stuff? Yeah, it doesn't like the the majority of the money that was given to this one nonprofit organization that was working with Black Lives Matter went nowhere. most most of it was done to salaries and like perks, like only like. Like, I can't remember what they said. Like a very small proceed yeah. went to helping black, black communities. communities. Yeah, and it's like that's the whole. You know, Goodwill does that. You know, calling out some names. Um, you know, other there are other companies that do the exact same thing. You know, that's one of the reasons. Like for our church, um, the pastors get paid very like in the grand scheme of things very little. And that's one of the reasons why we can have two pastors, you know, like for our budget, for our church, there are other churches are in our budget that only have one pastor because they pay them more. We pay our pastors less so we can have two, so we can do more work and have money for other things, other actual ministry so that more money gets reinvested into the ministry rather than into a pastor's pocket. Because I got to tell you, I can be making a good, uh, a lot better wage, you know, if I was the only pastor, you know, and and no one would actually, I've talked to like other pastors, they're like, yeah, it wouldn't, no one would knock you, <laughs> you know, but to have another pastor, to do more work, we pay our pastors less, you know, and there's actually a very small difference between the youth pastor and the senior pastor in our church, like as far as monthly pay. Wow. You know, in fact, I haven't technically, like my pay has not changed since I've started working here. Wow. It's been the same, exact same for 13 years. I would say 11, 12 years. Yeah. So, but there are companies that don't do that, right? That they take the money and very little of it goes into actual the actual work you know well i'm very disappointed and i don't know if if that's what they're doing i hope their company fails well yeah i would like some explanation i would like to say hey for my uh 
people out there who want some answers, this is why we donated to Act Blue. Right. And I've been like, okay, well, I appreciate your honesty. If this is why, like, well, I'm not going to purchase from you, but at least I'll respect your company. I won't. Uh, you're right. I, I, have a, <laughs> I have a really hard time swallowing this right now. Yeah. Just because it's, I don't know, you, you can't be pro-Second Amendment or showing all these Second Amendment-like videos in a in a company full of patriotism and, you know, America, you know, let me say it more, America, you know, <laughs> I mean, you, you can't have a, co- a coffee company like that and so, like, proud, you know, veteran company and support a socialistic agenda. Right. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's totally, it's ass backwards. Yeah. It really is. You want a coffee mug? No. You want a t-shirt? Nope. <laughs> it was my favorite shirt too, man. It is a nice shirt. Yeah. The logo's me, cool. Yeah, you see me wear it all the time. It's like, I think it's AK Espresso yeah. in the back. I love it. And now, I think it's one of my, one of my favorite shirts, man. You know how hard that is? I wear it almost all the time. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dang it. I swear, if Grunt Style comes... I'm wearing a Grunt Style shirt right now. Yeah, I was going to say. If something comes out about Grunt Style, I'm done with veteran companies. No. You know. I mean, I... Well, you know, so we had to talk... We, what? Oh, I don't even buy Levi's. And I... Yeah, I don't... Somebody bought... I think I'm wearing Levi's right now because someone bought me them. But... Uh, yeah, I don't buy Levi's I, I, I buy Wranglers. Because Levi's supporting anti-second amendment group yeah um i actually so we we had talked about doing a coffee shop Mm -hmm. right and um i want to do if i ever do a coffee shop i want to do a coffee shop and then have a gun store right across it and i I told marika i'll have gabe work it like then um like because i would take like a very minimum as the owner Mm -hmm. and just be like okay gabe like this is like your business, um, and I'm just kind of like a like a financier. Oh, dude! If I had a gun store, man, you wouldn't leave courtside. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Oh my gosh, I, I would I would love that though, dude. Um, just displaying the weapons up, you know, and just oh, I just have like a nice pristine store. It's just you walk in, it's just eye appealing eye catching you know mm-hmm. it's like that first time you walk into Cabela's and you're like whoa you know right but you realize there's only like a small section for guns yeah that's uh, pretty big I mean, it's pretty big but for the compared to the whole store yeah 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 there's the small gun section over there you know better than Bass Pro yeah it's very true Bass Pro sucks it's, that is very true but um horrible store man I, I want you know, if I can have a gun store, I mean, it's, I'm not gonna have it's gonna be a humongous building, but I want it to make it like look nice. You yeah. know, so now you got me, you got me dreaming about owning my own gun store, man. You only need about twenty thousand. Just start one, yeah. I can get that. <laughs> I could work one year at a um, at a certain store, <laughs> have the money. 
Dude, I can do that. <laughs> you actually had me thinking now about making me. I looked it up. They they suggest like twenty thousand to start. Dude, in the current times we're in right now, we would be selling so many guns well, and ammo. Well, the problem is, is getting it. Oh, that's crap. You know, yeah. is actually getting the stuff. Yeah. Dang it. How do the criminals get theirs? <laughs> <laughs> the black market. Yeah. A lot of high points. <laughs> oh, which on the way here, I was, I was like, hmm. I was like thinking, I have a competition idea for you. You and me, hear me out. Okay. You and me go half and half on a high point. Okay. Okay. I found one for 200. Okay. We go half and half. Okay. 100 and 100. Okay. We do the shooting competition. Loser ends up owning the high point. (laughs) (laughs) Winner goes away with nothing. No. no. (laughs) Punishment. Yeah. We do a shooting competition and we see who. Whoever shoots better with the high point wins the high point. You're only getting it for like a hundred bucks then. Yeah, that's true. You know, has to be the yeet cannon though. What, what does that shoot? Uh, nine millimeter. Oh yeah, yeah. Def- it's gotta definitely be that one. Yeah. Wait, they have that. Oh, that is a thing, right? Yeah. High point did. Yeah. Wow. High point. They put they put it out for people to call it, and they're like yeet cannon. <laughs> Like, uh, they they really are trying to push for it because they realize how crappy their guns are, so they're like, we got to appeal to the millennials. But they, but they sell a ton because it's, they're so cheap. They are so cheap, and but I heard their carbines are pretty good. Oh yeah, well I like on Demolition Ranch, like they they he wrecked that thing and it still worked. Anyway, I wonder if it's like the AK pistols, you know. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe it is. Well, you know, Keltec, they're a pretty good company. Yeah, but... You know, I mean, they're not the best. It's like Taurus and Keltec. This is the way I see yeah. these companies are... Excuse me. Uh, they're like, you know, it's like Dr. Shasta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can get yourself a, a Glock or you can get this Glock, like, you know... Glock light. A, 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 yeah, Glock light or like a fake Glock. You know, a flock, you know. <laughs> What the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I guess that a Glock? No, it's a Taurus. You know, because I've seen a lot of those. I'm like, oh, cool. Is that a Smith & Wesson 500? Or, you know, it's, it's, you know, whatever. Right. And you're like, no, no, that's a, you know, a Taurus. You know, and you're like, oh, couldn't afford a Smith & Wesson? <laughs> <laughs> I said that to people before, too. You know. You poor. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And I'm like, you, you, you decided to go with that, a Taurus, instead of the actual, like, a decent, like, I'm not saying Taurus isn't a bad company. No. But, you know, if you have the money to buy Coca-Cola, why are you going to buy? I can understand that. But if you don't have the money to buy Coca-Cola. Well, then, yeah, it's fine. You know. Yeah. But why buy that, the fake soda, not the fake soda, but the off-brand soda. If you, you have, can buy. If you yeah. have the money and you like Coca-Cola. Right. I can understand that. You're I, To me, you're setting up yourself up for failure then. Yeah. But I really want to shoot a high point because I haven't, and I really want to just try it out. So, guess what I shot last Friday? You can't? No. <laughs> oh, the Moisen. Yeah, yeah, I finally shot it. So, every Friday every Friday after Thanksgiving, my family, well, my family comes down, and then the Friday after we go out and shoot, and I shot the, the Moisen. How was it? It was really nice. Really? Yeah, it shot... Um, High and up. Yeah, so it's high. 
His shot. So shot. So okay. No shot. High and up. Yeah, high and up. I was saying high and to the left, but then I went high and up. No. Um, it was so. If this is my, I'm pointing at the cap, right? Mm. I had to shoot below the cap to hit it. So, mm. um, but Marika shot it. What'd she like? She liked it. Really? Yeah. Except like the bolt action. She, cause she put it up, she shot it. She let go and she tried to shoot again. <laughs> I'm like, remember it's a bolt. She goes, oh, that's right. <laughs> cause we don't have, you know, she's never shot a bolt action rifle. Mm-hmm. And so she, you know, and then it's like a heart, like when you have a, when nothing's in it, it's real nice and smooth. Once you get a bullet in there, it's like you put it up and you got to slam it to open it. You put it in and you go back and you have to slam it back in. Like, the, you know, so it's really tough. And so, but she shot the first four. No problem. And I told her, you know, you, because she never wanted to shoot the, um, the AR. Because she's like, no, 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 it kicks too much and all that. Um, but she shot this. She's like, oh, wow, this is, it wasn't too bad. It actually didn't kick as much as I thought it would. Really? Yeah. Like, not even close. Wow. Um, my dad's three oh eight kicks a lot more than this one did. Um, and I'm like, the AR kicks less, you know. And then she actually told me, because we do that um, front sight. She goes, I wouldn't mind taking a, a rifle course. I'm like, you know what that means? We have to buy another rifle because I only have one that you can shoot. And what'd she say to that? No. She's like, we can borrow one of your dad's. I'm like, oh. And tell your dad to say no. Yeah. Tell your dad but, to say no. But, my, but the scope of my dad's is huge. Oh. It's like that long. Like, it's a huge scope. Why does he have a scope that big? I don't know. Does he go hunting? No. Then why does he have a scope that big? Was, he takes it out. I'm like, that's a huge scope. Well, it, it's kind of one of those things. Like, what, what do you have a 20 round drum to your, you know, yeah. your 12 gauge shotgun? Because yeah. I can. Yeah. Welcome to America. <laughs> yeah, America. You commie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just funny because it's like a whole barrel length. <laughs> well, t- you got to tell your dad, say no. You know, just say no. And just say no. That means I have to get a new one. Well, you know what I want to do? You know how I have that Blackout 300? Mm-hmm. So I have the lowers, right? 300 Blackout? 300. What did I say? Blackout 300? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, but I have the lower and the upper, right? And all I need to do is just change out the upper. So I could just buy like a, a full upper and 5.56.223 or, you know, and then just put it on that. That's you know that's probably what I'll end up doing. That's like three hundred bucks oh, or I something. Oh, just buy a lower. No, I had the lower. I just buy the upper. The the um the handguard and the. Oh right! Oh, cause you you can't do three hundred blackout up front sight. That's freaking expensive, man. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. So I so I'll just I'll get a five five six two two three barrel. Buy a high point. Yeah. <laughs> But I figure if I buy a 5.56.223 barrel, um, then I can finally have a 5.56 barrel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll just use 2.23. That way we both. That's one of the reasons why she got a 9mm in the first place. Is that we just buy all the same together and then we just use it. Mm-hmm. So. 
I think we'll just probably do that. But still got to take you guys up there. Oh, front sight, yeah. Yeah. Because that's freaking fun. I miss shooting. Yeah. I was surprised I got out there on the range. Like riding a bike, I just got, I did pretty good. We all, so our neighbor, he let us borrow two, uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, targets, mm-hmm. both metal. Oh, steel targets? Yeah. yeah. So one is uh, pis- ready for pistol. Mm-hmm. The other one's for um, rifle. So I shot the pistol. You know, we shot the pistol. And then I shot the um, rifle. And not all of it's ready for rifle. Because <laughs> I shot with the Mosin. And it, like, took out, like, it's uh, it's one of those that you shoot and can flip. Mm-hmm. You know, or it doesn't flip like this. It's a... Th- um, it flips and stops? No, no, no. It, it's... So it's like, okay, so it has one on top and two on the bottom and then one on the other side. So you hit it and it flips the whole thing. Oh, okay. And it's only like that big. Right. Well, on the, so it has, it's like that, right? Your target and then it comes down. I shot that and it just put a bullet hole right through it. Are you sure it's not ready for 22? I don't know. Because if it's that small, how thick was the metal? Oh, it was pretty thick. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was pretty thick. I shot the actual, the target a couple times <laughs> but it went right through no but on the where it connects oh that's where it went through oh. but then so on the other side right we have the pistol caliber and those actually they flip right so my parents they get out their ars and they shoot at that i'm like what are you doing <laughs> stop shooting at that and so they one shot like almost broke the thing oh my gosh at the top and i'm like guys <laughs> like you're not supposed to be shooting that that's only ready for pistol <laughs> they're like oh i'm sorry <laughs> like now i gotta take it back right so my mom bought three of those one for me one for her you know them and then one for the neighbor to replace it but the neighbor's like no it's fine i'll just i'll fix it and i'm like oh, i'm sorry <laughs> Uh, I didn't tell him it was my like, parents. Yeah, parents. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, usually, you've been like, so usually, it probably was expecting you to say, "Yeah, sorry, man, my kids." Yeah. <laughs> Trying to teach them how to shoot. It's like, no, it's my parents. <laughs> Which um, both Izzy and Elizabeth both uh, shot the nine millimeter. Shot mine. Nice. No, shot Marikas. They shot Marikas nine millimeter. How they like it? Uh, they actually did really well with it. Really? Yeah. Um, they a little nervous with the kick recoil and stuff. No. No, they shot because I let them shoot. They can shoot. I have a twenty-two pistol, nineteen eleven, um, and a an AR twenty-two. Mm-hmm. And I always let I tell them you guys can shoot that. You know that's the ones that you guys can shoot. You have to re, you have to load them yourself and everything. So they did that, and then they both asked, "Can we shoot your gun?" I said, "Well, let's shoot your mother's gun because it will fit better in your hand." Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so they both shot it, and they both did well. Nice. Yeah, I think if Elizabeth like practice, she could do competition eventually. Oh wow! Like she she has a natural um, affinity for guns, so either she's going to be 
uh, like in a competition shooter or a hitman or a hitman. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's it. The, no other. <laughs> Good job, <Yeah>. sweetie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's let's take him to the mattresses. So, uh, but um, next yeah. Black Widow. So that's pretty good. Nice. That's awesome. So, all right, I got these two things that we're, we're going to do. Okay. Okay. So first one, vaccine. This will be real quick. Um, so Pfizer is one of those vaccines that's going out there, right? Mm. That's going to be used. Uh, listen to what this guy said. Um, uh, according to an article, okay. So this this was done by I don't know where this came from. Doesn't even say. Oh, it's it's from a National Health Web Desk. Okay, so this is what it says. According to an article published in Lockdown Skeptics, Dr. Michael Yeadon, who is the the ex, the former vice president of Pfizer, the the pharmaceutical company, says there is absolutely no need for vaccines to extinguish the pandemic. I've never heard such nonsense talked about vaccines. You do not vaccinate people who aren't at risk from a disease. You also don't set about planning to vaccinate millions of fit and healthy people with a vaccine that hasn't been extensively tested on human subjects. So, and then he gives like, you know, this, this thing. And he, in chart one, it shows like, the full-blown pandemic, and it's 93%. Um, so it says 93%, right, mm-hmm. susceptible, and then the infected rate right there at 7%. And so that he's he says that's an actual pandemic where everyone's susceptible to it, you know. But he says, um, but when you when the pandemic is over this is what we're seeing right so this has it as 32 percent are infected um 30 percent have prior immunity so if they encounter it they're immune already um children under 10 um don't are way low in getting it and only 20 percent are actually susceptible so when you're about 50% of this, so only 20% of the population is saying is susceptible now. So you, it's not, you just don't vaccinate. He's saying at this point. There's no need for it. Yeah. When a quarter of the population is just not even is yeah. susceptible and that's it. Yeah. So when you have, so what he's saying is half the population about is immune to it already 32 percent of the population that's infected right now will be immune and a small percentage that will will die mm-hmm. you know but the majority will not because it's like a 99.9 percent survival rate and he says only 20 percent of the population is still susceptible to being infected so you don't vaccinate everyone you only vaccinate those people that are in need of it so your elderly, your high-risk medical, you know, those types of people. And so that's what he's saying. So he's saying there's no reason to vaccinate everyone because we're already past the point where everyone would be su- successful, an actual pandemic. You know, 
we've already had people that are already immune, already have gone through it, that are going through it, who will come out immune. And so I just thought that was really interesting. Um, the way, because the way he puts it, that, so in other words, I, I, I won't be getting the vaccine. Personally. You weren't pl- planning on to? No, I'm not. Me neither. Yeah. So, ain't getting my money. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I'm too skeptical about that vaccine. I'm not a complete conspiracy theorist, like some people are, but you know we're talking about hyping up an entire country dropping our economy for a uh, a virus that has a very very high you know chance of living yeah you know and we're going to throw out a vaccine for everybody to take yeah I'm not going to go ahead and take that vaccine yeah when even if you're going to get it you're most likely you're going to survive yeah yeah so all right, here's the last thing. Um, so I don't know if you heard about this. They had a um, kind of a an unlegislative hearing. So it's not like, um, I forget what it's called, but it's not actually where like the state legislature does a hearing, right? This is just an informal one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they had this yesterday, um, and I don't know if you heard about some of these things. There's a list of them. Well, there's several things. Oh, okay. So I don't know if you heard about this. This is an allegation. Thirty-five thousand. Okay, so you know the 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 difference between Joe Biden and. Donald Trump in Arizona? No. It's I it's somewhere in like between eleven and fifteen thousand votes. It's not that much. Really? Yeah. So you have that in your mind when I tell you some of these. Okay. okay. So about fifteen thousand votes, right, between the two, let's say. The allegation is there's thirty five thousand fraudulent votes that were given to Democratic contenders. Okay? So, so this puts it as, so, okay. Retired Army Colonel Phil Waldron, a cybersecurity expert, testified that an anonymous, an, an anonymous email from a Pina, Pina, oh my goodness, Pima County Tech provided, provider alleged that 35,000 votes were illegitimately given to Democratic candidates in that county. Wow. So, that's not to say it's, um, so this says if the allegation of illicit votes is true, the 35,000 votes would be more than three times enough votes to flip Arizona to Trump. Wow. But didn't we already, uh, didn't the state of Arizona already, uh, yeah. accept the results? <clears throat> that really takes me off. So, when did this come out? Yesterday. When did we accept the results? The day before. Oh. Uh, I believe it was. I think they did it on the... Th- they might have done it on the 30, 30th. Um, um, I, I have it right here. Yeah, November 30th. The same day, uh, the governor came out and said, 
um, that it was that they're certifying. So the same day that that this is being alleged, our governor, who I have like defended, did this. That he said we're going to certify these votes. If thirty five thousand are false, that means that Trump won this state. Okay, but that's not the only thing. It's not like it's like it's four thousand votes, and it's like uh, all right, we're really. I mean, it's still quite a bit of votes. Don't get me wrong. Right. But when it's changing the election or that state, yeah, you should probably take a look into it. Yeah. Right. I guess I wonder if the governor's like, you know what? I just don't want as much news news coverage. Yeah, he just wants like to be Georgia done. Georgia and Michigan, you know. Yeah. Okay. Now here's another one. Absentee ballots and duplicate ballots, okay? Um, this is what one of Trump's team guys said. He's, uh, this guy presented data asserting the, the only way for Biden to have statistically caught up with Trump after trailing him early on was that the registered Democrat votes were 130% in favor of Biden and negative 30% for Trump. Wow. So that means... Then in order, so Democratic votes, right, would have to su- su- super or go beyond skyrocket. Yeah, to over a hundred percent. So that means you would have to have one hundred percent of voters, and then thirty extra percent of unknown voters voting Democrat. This is for the state of Arizona. Right? This is for the state of Arizona. And, and, minus 30% for Trump. So, in other words, 160% mm-hmm. would have to come through. Okay? Now, this guy, um, uh, or someone else, Anna, ha- Anna Horth, um, she was, there are two, she says there are 2,000 duplicate ballots. In Pima, Pima County. So if you have 35,000 votes, right? Plus another 2,000, you're up to 37,000, right? So I see this. So this um, comes from this one. This is, um, um, I don't know, this guy, Political News, um, Daily Signal. Um, so, but then I also heard that there some of these things like a bunch of them um they weren't filled out all the way so the the sex of the person wasn't filled out um their street address a bunch of them were an empty parking lot so they just like a whole bunch of them was just their address was an empty parking lot um so you have all these problems Right, and yet the governor certifies the election. I hope they're going to take this to court and stop it and say, "No, you can't. There's too much fraud." And we had talked about how if they can stop it, all they needed was they needed Pennsylvania, Nevada, right, and one other state, and that would be Arizona. And it really ticks me off. 
that Ducey would do this. And this is why I don't believe in the Republican Party half the time. Because they're just like, they're Democrat light. A lot of them. You know. Governor Ducey's Republican, right? Yeah. But I, I don't think he, I think he's just. Well, he wears the hat. Just like, and that's what I said about, you know, I don't want to tie back into black. black no, hat. that's what it is. But yeah, they wear the hat and then they get the money, the donations, and then it goes to other causes that aren't right wing. Right. You know, or, you know, or conservative. Right. You know, that's, that, to me, that's just what I'm taking it as. Oh, it's like Mitt Romney, John McCain, mm-hmm. that Ohio governor that ran against Trump um, in 2016. Mm-hmm. These people, they're not, just because they have an R by their name doesn't make them look, worthy of... Look at Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan. Was that what his name? Rand Paul? No. Ron no, Paul? No, no. Oh, oh. You do know yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. You had me... Cons- yeah, the remember? guy that ran with Mitt Romney. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he became left-leaning, too. Yeah. You know, and I was like, oh, he sounds like a pretty good Republican, you know? And then right afterwards, he started going downhill, you know, with the left. And it's like, dude, you can't, don't call yourself a Republican anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's, um, that's what ticks me off. It's, you know what? If there's too many things, too many, and it's all happening in these battleground states. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the 5,700 votes that were found over in Georgia, right? It's the 35,000 votes here in in Arizona. It's the all the stuff going on in Clark County in, in Nevada. It's Michigan and how they didn't let anyone in, you know, and boarded things up. And they miraculously found votes, you know, 170,000 votes. And it's like... Something, something's wrong. And if we don't, if if people don't push to really check this stuff out, you're never going to win another election. Because it's like, give a mouse a cookie. You allow, allow them. Because, and what's interesting, right, is when all this first started, they said there's no voter fraud. There's no evidence of voter fraud. Now they're saying there's no systemic. I mean, then they said there's no systemic voter fraud. Now they're saying it's not. There's no white. Um, there's no voter fraud that would overturn the election. Because Angie Barr just came out with that, right? Well, I think he said something like that. I thought that, I read something about that today. Yeah, I saw something real quick about it. So. But yeah, it's just like stuff like that. And if you're a Democrat and you're like, oh, we Biden won, let's just forget about it. If our election could be manipulated, like seriously, like before people were saying, oh, the, the Russians were doing it, you know, and all this. And they went through and they tried to find it and they didn't find anything. Right. Okay. All of a sudden now you're saying, oh, no, there's no election interference. Let's look at it. When we actually do have fraud, mm-hmm. like we're actually seeing fraud, let's look at it. Let's do it. We did it last time. Let's do it this time. 
And whoever did it needs to be thrown in jail. It's as simple as that. Mm -hmm. So. Podcast was a mouthful. Yep. I know. We covered a lot. We really did. I'm happy. Good. I feel satisfied. Good. Do you? I'm satisfied when you're satisfied. (laughs) Oh. Well, do you want to know this one here? Sure. All right. Well, if you guys stayed for the whole thing, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Um, If you guys want to watch more of this podcast, hit the subscribe button. And uh, if you guys like this episode, please hit the like button and leave your comments below on what you guys think we can go ahead and do better on this podcast. If there's any other topics you guys would like us to discuss and whatever. So, but on that note, we'll see you guys in the next podcast. Take care. Bye. Good morning, Sunday morning.